Hello, welcome to the final swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hi, 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 hi. Welcome to another episode of the final swipe. I am your host, Nikki Novo. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here, you guys. I'm feeling all the feels. I just I love showing up and I love having you here and um, really doing the sacred work of dating. So thank you for being here. Uh, so today I'm actually sharing an episode from the podcast, Everyday Therapy, which is such a wonderful podcast. The um, two hosts do like such a great job and they're just so cute and very knowledgeable and wise and they ask really great questions. And I was, I'm very grateful to have been on their show. And I don't know, you guys, you know, when you're like on it, when you're like, yeah, I'm just like feeling myself today. I was, I was feeling myself, feeling myself <laughs> on that on that interview. So I thought it was just good to share it with you guys. Um, I answer, I just answer a lot of common questions. They were definitely, the girls were asking such good questions. So that's definitely why we were able to pull out that information, but I just thought it would be so helpful for you. Um, we talk about intentional swiping. I talk about kind of figuring out like a dating, dating timeline. So you can have an idea of like where you are. Are you in the beginning? Are you in the end? Um, we talk about how to feel confident around the people that you like. Like if you're, if there's a guy or a girl that you like, like how to feel like yourself and not crazy. Uh, we also talk about letting go expectations. Uh, we talk about how to surrender, like how to feel like you're not, you know, that you don't have to control everything how to embrace mystery, like when you don't know what's going to happen, um, and really how to be in your divine feminine. So we, we covered a lot. It's an hour long, and we really dug in deep right away, and I really just wanted to share this with you. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So here's the episode. Enjoy. Love you much. Let's get into our topic today and introduce our guest. We're so excited. Nikki Nova. Hello. How are you? Hi, ladies. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. We're so excited to see you again. We first met in Austin at the Good Fest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago. And I we know. got to hear Nikki speak and just fell in love with her and heard the topic that she was talking about. And was we were like, we want more. We want more. We need to share this <laughs> with our listeners. So, so Thanks glad to have me. you on. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little? little bit about yourself just kind of in general to give our give our listeners um some info yeah so i hi everybody i am based in miami florida and i'm a a spiritual teacher and medium with a focus on dating and relationships so i started off my work um so I was, we were talking off air, but I started in 2008. I was a, I was an editor at the time at different fashion and beauty magazines. And, um, I really, you know, blogging is getting popular and I, I wanted to start a blog because I wanted to you know, just kind of move in my career. I had a boyfriend at the time who like was telling me like, you're so amazing. Like you should be writing, like people should hear your voice. And I was like, Oh, I'm amazing. Like he thinks I'm amazing. So I started this blog that he started for me. And then like two weeks later, he dumped me and I was like, great. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and, um, and then I kind of just, um, found myself stuck with this thing that I didn't even really want. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship and like, they leave you with a dog, like, like you never liked in the first place, you know, you're like, I didn't even like this thing. How did, how, how am I stuck with it? So I thought, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to go on a bunch of dates and I'm going to write about it. And then he's going to miss me so much because, of course, he's going to be reading every blog post. And he's going to be so jealous. He's going to be so jealous and beg for me back. Right. Like and, you know, propose to me, I guess, too. That's probably what I was thinking. Um, But that did not happen. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But I did, um, you know, really started finding um, passion in my voice in that, that space. And I didn't even know people were reading my blog, but they were. And that was really kind of what propelled me, yeah, into like, into this, this world. I, I have a spiritual, um, approach because it's just kind of like, that's how I understand things. That's like, that's like the language that I use. So I got into, at that time too, I was like training and getting into a lot of like woo woo stuff. Every, everything, I was really like fascinated with like the brain and our thoughts. So I, I studied, um, I studied uh, hypnotherapy and then I, um, 
I um, also like got into like Reiki and um, all these different like healing modalities, uh, like different energy healings, and just really kind of used all that stuff to to start my work. So it's a little bit of a mix, a mix of everything. Um, but yeah, like, you know, the base of my work right now, I, I do a lot of reading, a lot of like one-on-one -on -one sessions where I'm actually like reading people's energy and helping them, um, you know, see what's going on. And I think like my, I do, obviously I'm teaching dating, but I really try to teach people to come back to their own intuition because I really do feel that, I don't know, dating this place that there's just so much shame. Like it's almost like, like something's wrong with us because we can't find a person, which is bizarre. But then we're not allowed to talk about it either. And we're not allowed to like pretend we want it. Like we're not supposed to like pretend that we want love. But then there's nobody really like guiding us or teaching us how to do it. So I think there's just a lot of shame. And the yeah. truth is all, all of the answers to this journey are, are within us. And we have to be able to like tap back into our intuition to like know where to go in order to, to find that love that it is for us you know that it's it's there for us so. you hit on so many different points i feel like of yes it is my drop yeah well yeah there's just so much shame and doubt yeah. and insecurity discouragement i mean i think about family functions right everybody dreading that like why are you still single yeah. <laughs> like, how are you supposed what, to answer that question by the way yeah, yeah. you're like well, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea i've been asking myself the same question <laughs> and and on some level like I feel like dating's probably like been that way for a really long time, but now it's so fast paced with mm -hmm. the dating apps and just how dating is now. Like you can go on five dates a week if you want to, or, you know, one a week, which is a lot. Yeah, I have, um, I have tons of thoughts about that, <laughs> about like, so we were again off here talking about how. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm married and I've been doing this work for a long time and obviously like I've evolved from when there was no apps to it being like the main people date now. Um, so I, you know, it, that has definitely thrown a bit of like a, like a, a twist of events for us with having that kind of technology, but it's still, um, very much like the, the same idea that like it's it's an energetic thing it's like where we come from it's it's you know believing and trusting and all that stuff like it still it still matters um it's just kind of having this extra component i actually um have a lot of students that are, are really stepping away from the apps i mean i think that that's still going to be like the main event but it's going to be because because the thing is what happens is when we use the apps it almost becomes like shopping mm -hmm. like you yes. you do it when you're bored you know or like when you're in your bed like just kind of like swiping around to see who's available and i think that's that's where it gets a little dangerous mm -hmm. um in my in my book i talk about like like intentional swiping like conscious swiping where like you know it's it's, it's like anything like okay you don't realize like how much power like we have in this thing like the, you know we take for granted that this phone you know it, like it, we just think like oh it's like part of us but it, there's just so much power in there so like when you're about to get on those apps I think it's very important that if that's how you if first of all does that feel right for you because sometimes the apps do not feel right and if it doesn't feel right then like you're not going to get the right um you're not going to connect that's so right? good what's your motivation what's your intention and almost right. like I can, I, I don't, maybe you'll get into this, but almost like setting an intention before you do it or yeah. like praying or meditating or whatever it is. Yeah. We're on the same vibe. That's exactly like, that's exactly what I mentioned in the book. Like, okay, guys, like we don't just pick it up out of like, you know, kind of like, you know, when you, um, I have like a thing for chocolate chip cookies and sometimes like the chocolate chip cookie will like already be in my mouth and I'll be like, how the hell did you get here? And that's like kind of like the app situation. Like you're on it and you're like, oh my God, how did I even get here? And it's because there's no intention, right? Like you're doing it out of habit or anxiety or whatever. So I always recommend like making it a sacred moment, being like, okay, like I'm so grateful for you app, like to give me the opportunity to meet somebody who's looking for the same thing that I'm looking for. Like, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for this, you know, technology that we have and it's such a beautiful thing. And my intention is to get on this and to um, remember all the things that I'm trying to attract, saying my prayers, like asking, you know, what is it that we believe in, your guides or your grandparents like that have passed, like Jesus, God, whatever, um, to guide you and to help really turn on your intuition at that time to be able to energetically feel the other person and, and choose the right 
person for yourself, right? Um, so it's a, it's a sacred moment. And I think that that's where we forget. We forget. Yeah. And I'm curious with your students, clients, do you have them check their energy going into that? Yes. Yes. That's a good, thank you for that. That was a good, good point. Yeah. So a lot of the times it's like, okay, like again, I, so I've had clients that we've had to like detox them and like take them completely off the apps to like actually turn them off, um, erase them from the phone, right? Like delete them. And then taking a little bit of time and then a few weeks coming back in because at some point we have, a, you know, we have a relationship with everything. So we have a relationship to the app um, and kind of making sure that there's a clean energetic like back and forth with this app. Because if you're, if I'm going at it thinking like, oh, this shit never works, mm-hmm. excuse me, am I, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, this stuff never works for me. Um, you know, this is uh, whatever, this is, you know, yes. stupid or I hate this or whatever. And of course, yeah, like, what do you think you're going to get out of it? So definitely being like, okay, how is, if you, if, if you decided that this, that you feel you're being called to this, to doing it this way then the idea is to like clear your energy before so maybe it's like putting on some good music even if it means like taking a you know like if you like if you cool down with like a glass of wine however it is that you're doing it but just making sure that you yourself are getting centered and knowing that like your vibration is what's going to it's not the algorithms like the algorithms are a vehicle to your vibration so it's it's where you are feeling where you're at is is like what you're going to end up attracting yeah. So if you go into it, yeah, with that energy, the mindset that it's doomed, it's right. not going to work. You attract the same type of guys, or if you maybe are going out, uh, going with it with some sort of sense of desperation, right? Um, it's not going to be a good deal. Is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And um, sometimes the so sometimes um, so a lot of clients, of course, and students, and, and I talk about this in the book where I say like, you know, you got to date in a way that feels right for you, and a lot of them will be like. Well, I'm not using apps because, like, I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good for me, which is, which is true for many people, for, for some people. But there's this kind of like, you want to be able to catch yourself because sometimes, like, we don't want to do the apps because we don't want to go outside of our comfort zones, and we have what I call like stranger danger, where we think like, you know, I, <laughs> I have a, I have clients that I've never seen this this show, but I know it started from a podcast. Um, it's on Bravo. It's Catfish. called. Uh, Something Joe? No. Um, Dirty John? Dirty John, thank you. Oh, <laughs> gosh, yes. I don't know, but it sounds bad. Well, <laughs> don't watch it. Don't okay. watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's a basically like a guy, correct me if I'm wrong, Nikki, but yeah. like this girl starts dating a guy and he's just a pathological liar, oh, con man, yeah. and just totally and takes the her through yeah. the wash. Ooh. And they met like online or whatever. So of course, like, it's like that's the one like worst incident. Case scenario. <laughs> yes, yeah. like worst case scenario. Um, but um, so I have a lot of clients clients that think like that. You know that that can happen to them or whatever. So they they want to go on the apps, but you do have to check yourself and be like, you know, what's working for your best friend may be the opposite of what's going to work for you. So you have to be like, okay. There's a difference between like being afraid of putting my of, of going outside my comfort zone. That might be like, oh, like oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And a difference between like, no, like that is not the right thing for me. Like that's not a good fit for me. And you have to, and you know, that's kind of like I feel like intuition, like yeah. one or two, right? Like you have to kind of know what what those signals are for you. But like you don't want to just not do apps because like because it doesn't feel. It might be the thing that you need to overcome, right? Yeah. Um, Nikki, so can I, have, I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. How would you um, have people like tune into their body and be able to know that difference between that discomfort and that outright no, this is not good for me? Could you describe that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty um, like big believer in having uh, a some somewhat of a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. To me, like that meditation and that centering is like a non-negotiable. So, like making sure that you're having some sort of routine for yourself, especially when you're trying. Because basically, like you're currently experiencing some sort of lack, like you don't, you, you know, like you don't have the love that you want, and you're trying to, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not crazy about my present. I would like my future to have 
like somebody who I love in it. So, you know, a lot of times we're kind of just wishing and waiting. I have people call me all the time and be like, tell me what my future is. I'm like, no, 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 your, your future. I'll tell you what you're, tell me what you're doing today and I'll tell you what your future is because we don't realize that like, um, we have free will and like what we're doing today is basically creating this, this future. So if we're not really doing anything different to bring that, you know, love in, then chances are, you know, like that, that we're going to kind of keep in the same place. So I really do believe like being like, okay, obviously there's something a little off here. I want to understand myself and understand where I'm being brought. So I'm going to spend 10 minutes every morning with myself. And like, once you get to like, even just sitting in the meditation, like being able to just close your eyes and, and just sit there, like that's already like the beginning of your relationship because you're not going to be able to understand what your body cues are unless you're slowing down and having a point of reference, right? Like having, being like, oh yeah, like I know myself because I sit with myself every 10 minutes. So when I'm in, you know, when it's five o'clock in the afternoon and I'm swiping, like I, I can feel myself because I have that point of reference from that thing that I do every morning. So I think that that, like having that base is really important to be able to, and then, you know, I think I I really do feel that intuition is kind of like, it's it's an experiment. You have to look back at like, when was my intuition on? And when didn't I follow it? What did that feel like? What does it look like when I'm, when I feel my intuition, I'm right on and kind of playing that and, and being aware of that, then therefore you're going to be able to like have a better relationship with it when you need it. Absolutely. That's so interesting and makes so much sense. But asking yourself pointed questions of like, when did I feel really connected to myself and like what all did that feel like? What did what were my thoughts? What were my actions at that time? Mm-hmm. What was going and like on? that relationship to the body too? I mean, I, I'm sure um, I would imagine you guys you you must talk a lot about that in your practice mm-hmm. since you're in a yoga studio. But I think that if you're you know when one of the things that I recommend often is to have some sort of body practice because you know the way that it works is that um, your your thought you're gonna have thoughts and then your thoughts are gonna are going to manifest into your body and then your body is going to speak to you. So like your body, there's so much wisdom in your body and everything is coming through the body. But if you're have been taught to hate your body or if you move so quickly or you're in your head a lot, sometimes we don't even feel our body, you know, at all. So we won't even like feel the cues. So it's important to like, to start even being like, okay, I'm going to start having a relationship with the body. Yes. Yeah, I I love how you talked about like some of the ways that we can kind of disconnect from our intuition of like being busy and not liking something about ourselves or maybe it's a thought or our body or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. What are other barriers that you see um, from your clients that take them away from being able to tune into their intuition and follow it? I think that, um, you know, like (laughs) there's... I'm sure that you guys get this all the time in your practice, but like there's a lot of, um, you know, especially in dating since I think that we, again, it's something kind of, we haven't been taught, um, you know, we don't always know like what to do in that scenario. So of course we go to like friends and family mm-hmm. and friends and family, like, you know, it's like that. Or it, I love like the advice of like, well, my mom said that when she met my husband, when she met my dad, I was like, yeah, how many years ago was that? You know, like that's so, changed that, a little bit. I don't know if you watched The Bachelor at all, Nikki, but <laughs> recently on, do you watch it? Yes, I love it. Did I, you I, see? I, 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 I mani- I'm manifesting being on that, not as a contestant, but being on that show one day. Yes. Ooh, putting okay. it out there. And then do you want to manifest me to come on too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, at the very end of the last season with Colton, she oh, Cassie yeah, was saying, me. yeah, Cassie was like, well, when my mom met my dad, she had no questions. And I'm like, you've been dating him for four weeks. This is <laughs> very realistic. <laughs> oh God, do you, I wanted to shake the TV during that time. I was like, Were you like calling them? Oh, I was like, why are your parents like, you know, but I get it. But that is like a really, so that's a real thing. And depending, um, and you know, typically obviously in our early twenties, like that is, it's, that's going to feel more natural because we're still like becoming independent adults from our families, but it's not only in your early twenties. You meet, I have clients in their fifties who are 
like hanging on to their friends' advice, like if it was like Jesus Christ, like whispering in their ears, you know, and <laughs> no, like even myself, like a big part of, you know, of course I'm highly intuitive, but I'm not here to take your intuition away. Like I know that your intuition is just as strong as mine. I just, I use mine all the time. So, you know, I'll have clients or students and ask me to like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, what do you feel? Like you really have to, you know, kind of do the work and get, yeah, get back on, on track. So one of the things that really takes us away is like listening to what other people think about our love life. And, you know, the truth is like only we know, like only we really know. I can really connect to that, Nikki, of whenever I first started dating, like probably mid-20s. I'm 30 now, 30 in a couple months. I'm just going to say 30. Um, But whenever I was like probably when I first started dating, you know, 18 to 27 or something, I would just ask everyone's opinion. And I would have like five to 10 opinions and it made me so anxious and crazy. And now I'm so intentional with my partner of like checking with myself, praying, meditating about it, like talking to like very select people. Yeah. If I, if I even need to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say like, we don't go asking for advice, you know, like, you know, like we're going to need guidance and advice and things like that. And people, um, women like you, you know, doing the work that you're doing, but it's more like I check with myself first and I, I kind of try to understand myself as much as I can first. And then I go like, but, but it becomes impulsive sometimes to like, Mm -hmm. we look at lazy about it, you know, like, Oh, I'm not going to try to figure it out myself. I'm just going to ask like these people, um, and, and the, what's hard is too, are, are those relationships with their parents, I think, because think about a parent's job, like a parent, when, when you're freaking out, your most parents are, can't see that it's, it's, it's like if they're watching their child go through pain, like it's, if somebody was torturing their child in front of them. So what is the parent going to do? The parent's going to jump in and be like, let me fix this for you. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. And, and in a way though, that's stripping the intuition from the person. So like a lot of us depend on our parents and it's, you know, I have a lot of people be like, but but I'm so close to my mom or I'm so close to my dad. And like, I get that, but is it, is it taking away your, you know, like, is it taking away, is it taking away that opportunity for you to really feel what is right for you in that moment? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I imagine another layer to this is that clients want certainty. So yes. how do you use that spiritual principle of not always having the, the, the right answer or that certain oh, answer? That's such a good question, Julianne. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Nikki, oh, we need help. <laughs> I, I have lots of thoughts about that. I think, um, I think number one, uh, no matter like how advanced you can be in your you know spiritual practice or like your knowing or your level of intuition, even if you've kind of mastered that, we live in a universe with mystery, and like there are certain doors that we cannot cross over, and I think that we need to be okay with knowing that like we're not going to know it all. Like that's that's not the point. Like there's a, you know, there's kind of like as a child, like there's things that are kept from us in order to protect us. So we're not always going to know everything and that's, that's okay. Um, I also think that, you know, I think in dating is a place, of course, naturally that we we're going to the future a lot. Like we're kind of like, we're, you know, you sit with somebody. I know that when I, when I was dating, I would, sometimes like before I started really getting into this work, I would sit down with people and I would like run their last name with my last name. I'd be like, Nikki Gonzalez. Nikki. And like the guy. I love your honesty. Cause I mean, the women out there, yes, you've all done this. Like, can I marry him? Can I marry him? Yeah. How would our towels look? Like would I, like would our, you know, like how does that end? Like how does that L work with my N? You know, like that's kind of, so but in that moment, like what's happening, right? Like you're not present with the person. And I say like a story in the book, but you know, I'm kind of like, you know, you can be like monogramming towels in your head and the guy could just be like, you know what? On the way here, I ran over this dog and I just kept on driving because like the guy could be telling you that he just murdered somebody, but you are not hearing it, right? Because yes. you're not hearing it because you're like monogramming towels. So I think that um, in dating, it's natural to like want to know because it's frustrating. It's you're putting it's 
very uncomfortable. You're putting yourself out there all the time. So it's natural to want to know like where these things are going. But where we find success, 100%, and where, where we seem the most attractive too is when we're present. When we're able to be like, you know what? I don't know where this is going, but like I'm, I'm enjoying this moment like right now. And like when it's time to know where this is going, like I'll know. I'll know what's right for me because I've been doing this work. I've been like connecting to myself and putting myself first. I, like I trust myself enough that like, you know, when it's time to be like, okay, is this going somewhere? Is it not going somewhere? Is like, is he, you know, are we going to commit? Are we not going to commit? That I'm going to know. But like on day two or three, it's okay for me to just be here and enjoy this and not have to think about where this is going 10 years from now. Yes. Speaking of that, Nikki, I'm, I'm just curious um, if you kind of help clients with the timeline at all of like kind of what the process of like dating looks like of like markers or do you, do you help them like figure that out on their own? Yeah, I know. That's interesting. Um, it's, I, I vibe with you. I know where you're going. Um, because you know, and this is something I've been like coming to understand more and more lately because, um, you know, so the idea is like, um, usually we have like a one date and some of us would get like, as like some of us who are like, have done the work to like get clear on what we want and, and feel good about like our intuition. A lot of times we can tell by date one, if this is like a go or, or not a go. Um, it's, you know, it's, sometimes you'll be like, Oh, maybe I need a date, like a date two. So I feel like date one and day two is kind of like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like I'm trying to decide if this is even worth like future dates. And then there is like, and and then after like the kind of idea of like, oh, okay, like it's worth future dates, that's where everybody gets like super tripped up. Like that, that courting phase, that phase between like just kind of deciding to give you a chance to like, are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend or, or partners, whatever. Like that's where it's like everything becomes <laughs> crazy. And what I have found, it's funny that you even know to ask that question because depending on your culture and like where... Or, or who you've grown up around or, or anything, that period is so different. Some people legitimately think that like after day two, if they decided this person's a good fit, they think that commitment should be right there. Because some people are like more loyal than others. Mm-hmm. And they think like, oh, by date four, like I'm not seeing anybody else. Yet the other person is still seeing somebody else. And and no, nobody's right or wrong there, right? Like the other person yes. who's dating around is just because like, well, because his his or hers definition of, of commitment is very different than the other person's, which I, I have found that I have um, had one student who is Indian. So it was so funny, like we working together, we realized both of us at the same time, we were like, oh, you don't know what courting is because her, she is the first, she'll be the first one who is not ex- having an arranged marriage. Wow, so, yeah. so of course, totally yeah, like different. Culture, there's, there's no courting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like to her, like if you, you want to blame her and be like, why did you get attached to this person? Like so quickly, like after day three, but the truth is like, she, like we're, from where she comes from, you do get attached at day three yeah. because, you know, so I think that that is going to be different for everybody depending, but it is, a, it's, it's an important thing to note. It's an important thing to be like, where are we in this process? What's my understanding of this process and what's their understanding of the process? And I think culturally, like if you're dating in America and you're, you know, like in, like, I do think that there's going to be date one or two is, you know, is this even going to go, like, do I even like this person? And then like three to whatever is that courting phase. And that's going to be like, I don't think you can necessarily wait for commitment until there's like a true conversation about like you. And I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of committing within a couple of, a couple of weeks. I think that we, um, some of us, like a lot of people talk about connecting and being able to connect to people and have connection or depth and I I'm totally down for depth but I think that depth takes is like a flower opening it takes time so if you tell me oh we're so deep and it's only two weeks I am going to question that Mm -hmm. um 
you know? I think that's valid yeah, for a lot of reasons. I'm like reflecting on my own dating history. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. that is correct. But I mean, another aspect of this too, outside of like culturally, I think we come from this perspective of like attachment styles. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there's so much going on that, you know, I think part of being able to kind of um, deal with that anxiety about, is this right? Is just understanding, you know, you're figuring each other out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is, are, have you read that book? Is it attached? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Wow. I haven't read it, but a lot of my clients <sighs> like it. It's so good. Yes. Definitely yeah. read it. Um, yeah. We want to do an episode on it. So maybe we'll, we'll bring yeah. it you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've heard, um, you know, and I, and I think that that like, you know, yeah. Attachment. I think just overall, like the more it's hard because you won't have your heart available, but you also don't want to be attached because you don't, yeah. you know, you don't know. Yeah. So I think that that's where things get like really, um, really tricky. Yeah. So with your client, like from another culture, like comes from arranged marriage, like did do you work with her on kind of building the, the relationship that she wants to have and like, what it, what does that look like or dating relationship? That yeah. she, Cause that's, that's like a full on like training process of coming out yeah. of that mindset. Yeah. You know, with her, it was interesting. It's, and this is, you know, it's not just her, but with all of my, um, students, we talk about the idea that like you are choosing to, you know, like yes. that you're choosing. So like if she was like, Oh, at date three, she, because at day three, what she realized was, this is a good person. I like what he's about, right? Like it wasn't, and so then her her instinct was like, okay, like then we should be good. Like then we should yes. just continue on. But really it was like, no, like it's, you know, first of all, like letting the person show themselves a little bit more, which is different from like your perception of the person. Like you may perceive the person a certain way, but we do need time to be able to, um, we do need time to be able to decide if, if we choose the person, not just choose them off of like these outside, like, you know, checklist kind of things. So that was, that was a shift for her to be like, Oh, I'm choosing like, you know, like I'm so a a part, it seems like of your work is like not only the intuition, but like setting also like kind of correcting like some of the kind of maybe limiting beliefs that you have around dating as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like kind of, you know, I think, making sure that you're you're coming from a place that it works for you and I don't know if that's boundaries mm. um I'm not sure but it's more like you know is like this is a big decision you guys you know like yes. <laughs> this, like you know if you're gonna do it like the traditional route that this is gonna be like somebody that you're gonna marry and have kids I mean this affects like all areas of your life I know you're feeling anxious in this moment and nervous and just want to get it over with but at the same time like you deserve to feel um, good about this. And it's not to be like nitpicky, but it's to, it's to really like check in because you know, your relationship's going to grow no matter what, but like to kind of check in with yourself. So um, yeah, that, that I think that the idea that we're, we're choosing that we have a choice in this, um, because I think I know for me, I always felt like I was waiting for somebody to choose me. Yes. Like I was waiting for somebody to like, to pick me up from the bar and be like, you're so pretty. Like, can I talk, you know, like I was yeah. always waiting for that when the truth is like, no man, like you need to prove yourself to me too. Like I need to see if, if you fit what I'm, what I imagine for my future. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I can see so many like myself, um, but also so many of my more anxious clients in dating. Mm-hmm. And I kind of use a different analogy, but like in an interview process of like going yeah. to get a job, like you also are seeing like, is this job going to fit you? Like the, the salary, the culture, yeah. the people, like all that. And I think 100%. like entry, getting an entry level job, you know, you're going in and I'll take anything, right? <laughs> whatever somebody will give me. Right. right. So, right. yeah, no, I love that. It's, it seems like, you know, going in with the, the, the knowing that you're choosing as well as being able to tap into the intuition is very empowering. Yeah. And, and then when you're empowered, you're like attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience, like while dating um, and finding your husband using the intuition and that power and whatever else, like tools you (laughs) develop through that? I just, I called him in and he knocked on my door. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did you do a vision board? I have one. (laughs) I never did a vision board, but there was a, there's a few things that stand out for me. I, so once I figured out dating, I like loved dating. So I think I went through like a stage of being like, this is so awful. I'm the last one in my group to like have a boyfriend. Everybody's getting married. And I was like, you know, going through that kind of stuff. And then like when I, I, at the same time, I was doing like all this personal development work on me. I got into like my, my spirituality. I was, you know, waking up to all that kind of stuff. And I figured out like this, I just, I don't know, like something happened where I like turned the tables where I was like, one thing that was like a big, I think aha moment for me was that I think a lot of the times, you know, first of all, if, especially if you're looking for like a, let's, like, let's talk about like a girl looking for a guy. If, if you're looking for like a certain type of guy that almost sounds like a unicorn, you know, like you have, you know, you like you want the guy that has like whatever, has a job, like doesn't live with his parents, you know, like kind of like, you know, <laughs> a unicorn. Yeah. unicorn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like something yes. decent, like a gentleman, a man, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes like you're going to attract that. And then I would find that I would feel like not worthy of that. And I would feel almost like this person who I didn't even know was better than me. So, the minute that I'm sitting across from somebody who I, for whatever reason, perceive as better than me, like, forget it, I was in my head, I, I, you know, I couldn't be present, all this kind of stuff. But then, like, I don't know, I I can't, I can't remember when it clicked, but something clicked one day, I think we're sitting with, I was sitting, oh, I was sitting with somebody who, as an editor, I would, you know, interview a lot of people, and there was this one, this one guy who was, like, super good looking, and, um, he was an artist and I always just kind of like, I had this perception of like what he was and how amazing and how cool he was a very popular artist, all this kind of stuff and um, successful and all this. So I finally like I interviewed with him and then like from there we ended up like having some sort of like romantic like relationship. And as I got to know him, I was like, my God, like, you know, when you meet those people, you're like, Oh, I thought you were like so much cooler than like, <laughs> yes. you know, than like what you really are. And that really like switched for me that I was like, you know, everybody's like just trying to figure it out. Like even the freaking, I don't know, like the, the celebrity that you look up to, to whatever leader of whatever country, like your parents, everybody, like nobody is better than you. Like I just kind of like, I had this, you know, like moment. And I think when we level that pedestal, like, yeah. cause a lot of the times like we put, we constantly put people on these higher pedestals in us, and it's so hard to sit down with somebody who's on a higher pedestal yeah, than better. us. You know, like it's it's impossible to like feel attracting attractive and to feel good about yourself when you're constantly doing that. So when I did that, like the opposite happened. Where like I started like psychoanalyzing everybody. I was like, I would just sit back and be like, mom issues, like. <laughs> <laughs> dating anxiety like I had all these like I was just like I was you know I, I had this like one guy who was like ready to like change like religions for me because like he was just like eating on my hands and I wasn't doing it on purpose it was just like I sat there and I listened to him and I knew that he was like not better than me and he had never experienced that because most women thought that he was a great catch um, and it's not that he wasn't it's just that I you when you humanize the person um I don't know, things just change. So that was like, when that happened to me, like I was able to enjoy dating. Um, and on the contrary, when I met my husband, like he was, he, I, the sense was that like he was more, he was ready for commitment. And I was like, but I just started having fun with this thing. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, yeah. you're a good catch. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I um, dated him for, so a few, there was a few interesting things about him. Um, I dated, I, I met him at my best, best friend from childhood, like that we've been best friends for a really long time, her engagement party, mm. which I thought was interesting because I think a lot of times we're like, oh, there's nobody out there or I know all of my friends' friends. And this was just, he was a friend of my best friend's husband and I, they had been dating for a long time. I just, we had just never met. We had never crossed paths and like there he was like at the engagement party. So I think that that's, it's always interesting to note that like, even though you think, 
you have all these assumptions of like where you're going, who you're going to know, who, like how you're like, we're always trying to figure out the how, Mm -hmm. like, how am I going to meet that person? And I mean, if you really open it up and and allow mystery to take its course, Mm -hmm. things like this can happen. So I mean, meeting somebody, I like, I knew every single person at that party except him. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, what are the chances? So I, I think that that's always important to note. Um, yeah, and an abundance principle as well, right? Yes, exactly. Like, kind of, you know, talking about mystery and talking about like what makes us, even if we, if, if we can get to that point, of, like, if maybe we can understand like manifesting. Okay, I'm going to manifest. I'm going to like set my intention. We can, we can do all that, that future thinking. But then where we get crazy is when we're like, well, how? Mm-hmm. Like, is it the app? Is it like? But I know everybody, like, I live in a small town and blah, blah, like, we have all these ideas, but that's why we embrace mystery because mystery will work for us when it needs to work for us, like, in that moment. Can I ask you, how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I embrace, like, are there any tips or tools that, like, you use with your students to help tap into that mystery? Because I feel like that that's the opposite of anxiety anxiety is allowing yeah. for mystery like uncertainty like causes me right. and a lot of people yeah yeah you know i like to start with like um teaching people to embrace like little surprises and teaching people to rewire the idea that a surprise is like sometimes we're like surprise bad when really you can be like surprise good so sometimes like I don't know if maybe you woke up one day and you thought it was going to be a rainy day and it was kind of sunny to be like, oh, look at that. Like, what a nice surprise. I thought today was going to be cloudy and getting them to like rewire that actually not knowing the answer is very rewarding sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like, cause you, you know, you can't just be like, well, trust, trust the universe. Like you have to like, you have to take baby steps towards, towards understanding how mystery is is good in many ways you know um so i always like start with like those little things um yeah yeah just like really really little stuff um i also think that when we you know when we do the opposite um and want to control and like kind of want to know or whatever we like step into this very like masculine energy type place and um, that's just not natural to us, you know, like just being in your, in your feminine, if, if you're dating, like, and you're looking for a masculine man, like making sure that like, you know, when I'm in my feminine is when like, you know, I'm in, I know I'm in a good place. And I think it's just the humbling of knowing, like, we don't know anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the, hum- the, like we can hang off this and like get in a car and, and then die. And I had all these plans for my future, you know what I mean? But like, we, we don't know and, and kind of just remembering that we like look at us like little simple humans like looking to know everything when the truth is like we don't we don't yeah. know everything yeah i think sometimes with control like i don't realize this till later but i'm kind of trying to play god in my life or yeah yeah something like that yeah. which yeah never so, ends out well mm-hmm. <laughs> like do you have clients do any like particular practices around like that surrender i like um i think that surrender there's like different i think you know it depends on the person like kind of what works but um i like like surrender poses are really good like anything like in you like some people like um child's pose feels surrendery to people or even just like kind of like opening up like you're putting your shoulders back and like opening up your heart so i think if you can get people to do like a daily pose that feels like surrender to them I um, actually, um, when I feel like I'm really trying to control, I will make sure that every night I actually get on my knees and pray. Like I actually like, to me, that's like a surrendering position. Like, oh, I forgot. Like there's something much greater than me, than my human self. And like, I surrender to that, to that power. So the body to me is just it's just so powerful mm. like doing things physically yeah. it's just this reminder that i'm i don't think you know there's not a switch for surrender but i think that these practices that we stick to just remind us and the body because even when we're controlling or we're near anxious you can feel like the tightness in your body and like you know it's not until you do something like 
relaxing or whatever that you realize like, oh, like I don't have to hold on to everything. So if you can even just cue the body to do certain things, like then the body then cues the brain and it's like, hey, like, oh, that's right. We don't have to control everything. And so it's, I think it's a little bit of a practice for sure. Yeah, Those no, are a few of my favorites. I love that. Yeah, yeah really love. using the body to... Yeah. The body remembers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it holds, sport. and it holds like anxiety, right? Like an- yeah. anxiety is like, is an energy that's like stored in the body. So like the body remembers that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just curious, Julian, do you like relate to any of the stuff like Nikki's talking about of like, cause you're in the dating process right oh, now. Yeah. You no, there was, there was, we might get a solo episode yeah, for that. No, there, yeah, there's been a lot that I've related to. Um, I think, um, uh, one that stands out the most though, is just being really intentional and aware of my energy going in. Um, I think it's easy to get discouraged and, um, mm-hmm. I, I love your idea of taking a reset. Like I do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that's a, a practice that I'm going to continue to be aware of. Um, and then just this, I, I love the surrender practice as well. Yeah. Um, I, I really rely a lot on my spirituality of like knowing that I don't know the timing of it. Um, and that's really helped, helped me through this. Yeah. I love Nikki that like, I feel like dating for you is a spiritual practice, which it should be, Yeah. but like you really give some tips and tools to make it spiritual. Um, well, I mean, so like to give you kind of like, even like the insight into my, into my business, like I, um, started off with dating stuff and then got really into the spiritual stuff. And all I wanted to do was like, talk about taking your spiritual journey like that's all I wanted to talk about and I realized that like that wasn't super exciting or wasn't necessarily there was no pain point you know and I like like uh, like you know yeah sure I'll, I'll do that at some point but it's unfortunately it's until like we we're suffering like we're in something until we did that like wakes us up which is my story right like it's this thing that wakes us up to then start to take these um, steps. So I just found like, I'm like, oh my God, like dating is like a call to self. You know, it's just like, it's, it's a, it's an awakening. And I think I really do feel that the, you know, like your thing might be like, you know, you're trying to figure out this dating thing, but then like maybe your thing is like trying to figure out like money or something. And when that like, and, and then, but her thing, she might be like good with money and you might be like, oh, it's so easy for me to date, right? But I really do feel like those are, those are the opportunities. Like those are the opportunities for growth. Like that is our, like life is calling us. Like it's not that you're not supposed to be with somebody, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not that like your fate is to be alone. It's that there is some sort of like mis misalignment happening right now that like your desire is not like connecting to it's not manifesting it's like not you know becoming like and and taking that as an invitation you know as an invitation to be like oh my god thank you so much thank you for this little challenge this here i love um, that reframe yeah yeah you know, and, and like, it's, it's the thing that's going to guide us and open us up in like so many ways. And the truth is if we weren't experiencing this kind of lack or pain, we wouldn't do the stuff that our soul needs to do in order to evolve and expand. We would just be like, la la la, like, you know, but love is like, we, you know, like it's, and I, and I just, I find it so romantic. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, a, a, of course, a hopeless romantic at the end of the day. Like, I mean, I just find it like, like all, look at all the stuff like I did to find my husband like and it was so worth it and um, it was like I was committed to him way before he was like in my space because I was committed to like I think about like I was committed to him and I was committed to my children like years before I met their dad because I was trying to to come back to wholeness not to be like lovable but to like be me and um, you know back to you know that wholeness in order to like to be able to be in the right place as he was and then you know to also be um a good parent eventually like and it's because of all the stuff that i did before um so i, I just find it like it's just a, rom- a romantic gesture to do for like the person that you're not even with yet mm, absolutely what so a, sweet yeah what a beautiful way to to look at that yeah absolutely my goodness, Nikki, like you have had so much to share and um, wondering before we um, tell our listeners where we can find you, is there anything that you haven't shared yet that you really want them to hear? 
Yeah. What would you tell your younger self if you could speak to her? Those last words. You know, um, I just, I think it's important to know that like, there's nothing wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, if you haven't happened to be able to like get to where you want, um, I feel that that is in your protection that, um, sometimes there's just like a few things that we need to feel better about ourselves in order to really commit with like the right person for us rather than like settling for like a few stages behind. Um, so to trust, to trust that to, um, and to accept the invitations, like the invitation to be like, you know, like I'm feeling really called to like, you know, meditate or I'm feeling really called to, to swipe, but like, to, to swipe, but like have ba- better boundaries. Um, I'm feeling like, even if it scares you, like taking the invitation because it's, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Wow. The invitation. I love that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Nikki, you mentioned your book. Can you? The final swipe. I love the name. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. It's on Amazon. And we, um, we want to give one away to our, to your listeners, right? Oh, Nikki's yes. so generous. Yes. We're so excited. <laughs> And you so, can find it on Amazon if you don't win it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the way we're going to do it is once um, this goes up on Instagram, right? Well, you guys can, so we'll, we'll remind everybody. I'll remind everybody and you remind everybody. So look yes. out for that post and tell us why you need the book. Yes. And, and we'll see who wins. Perfect. I, that'll be fun to read everybody's yes. responses to. Nikki, how can people work with you? I know you have a website. What are the different capacities that people can work with you? Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so we have a book. I have, um, I have one-on-one sessions that are very popular. They're reading. So I'm able to basically read the energy and also see like what your blocks are. Like kind of, it's like a fast forward into like, I can see right away, like why there's like a disconnect. So, um, those are always helpful and they're a nice, like, start into this process. Um, and then I have a membership program where, um, there's, there's a portal with a bunch of um, resources and I also answer questions live once a week in, a, in like a group setting. So I'm so in it with all these, everybody like knows everybody's like dating life at this point because oh, <laughs> like we're cool. I want to join. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and you were saying like, um, it's hard to stay, you know, positive. And of course that's part of it, right? Like being able to like stay um, optimistic and all that kind of stuff. And in the group, I, that's one of my, the things that I worry about because it can be really easy to be like just a complaining fest. Mm -hmm. So I make sure that like we, we share our wins, you know, like today I like set a boundary today. Mm -hmm. I like left the guy that I knew who has been like dragging me along, like all that kind of stuff. And like that reminds us like, oh, you know, we're all, we're all rising together. So that's been weird. And then, you know, some of the girls get boyfriends and that's always exciting and you know, all that stuff. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And that's NikkiNovo.com, correct? Yeah. 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 And dot Okay. We'll post everything in our show notes and then again on Instagram and all that. Well, Nikki, it was such a joy to talk with you and we yes. so appreciate you sharing everything. I feel like we could yeah. talk for hours yeah. on this. I, I wanted to ask you more questions. <laughs> We're out of time. Part two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the part two, the next book is about like, okay, like how to kind of close the deal and like the beginning stages of a new relationship like how do how do you even make that work you know Mm -hmm. so that's where you are when will when will that drop i know not not probably for not like a year okay Okay. we will (laughs) be looking out for that (laughs) yeah cool nikki thank you so much. much yeah thank you Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com. 